You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, friends. I am so excited to see you or well, hear you. No, you're hearing me. I'm so excited for you to hear me. But that seems a little bit like I'm centering myself. But then it's my podcast. So maybe it's okay that I'm centering myself. So whatever. Welcome to American Sex. It's been a minute. This is a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging those puritanical, backward-ass ideals we have right here in the United States. And this is episode 133 of American Sex Podcast. I am Sunny Megatron. My awesome co-host is Ken Melvoin-Berg, who you're going to be hearing from in the conversation interview portion of this podcast. We're both sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and kinky perverts too. Also, we're married. So this week, we are talking with legendary sexual revolutionary Madison Young. Madison is an award-winning feminist filmmaker, writer, performance artist, and sex educator. Her one-woman show called Reveal All, Fear Nothing, A Journey in Sex, Love, Porn, and Feminism, was featured on Viceland's TV show Slut Ever, followed by its off-Broadway run at the Tank NYC. Academy Award-nominated Maggie Gyllenhaal called Young Show radical and inspired, while rock star and TV personality Dave Navarro called it a provocative and brave one-woman show. I tell you, Madison has done so much, from being featured in way too many magazines and TV shows to count, including HBO's Real Sex, to authoring numerous books, to being an all-around feminist sexual revolutionary. She is the sexpositivebomb.com. Madison's latest projects are her podcast, which is called Wash Your Mouth Out, and being the host, writer, director, and executive producer of the brand new sex positive docuseries, Submission Possible on Reverie TV. And that's a lot of what we talk about in our conversation. I was really excited to talk shop about creating, producing, and hosting a TV show about sex because not a lot of people do all that. And shameless plug, yeah, I got a show. It's called Sex with Sunny Megatron. It's on Showtime. Go watch it. Anyway, Madison and I talk about how Submission Possible turned Madison into the Anthony Bourdain of kink. We also talked about the difficulties of shooting a TV show in the middle of a pandemic and the location of her pilot episode from the TV show, which is New Orleans. We discuss how the sex positive scene in New Orleans differs a lot from other parts of the country. Also, the high incidence of coincidental ghost sex that the residents of New Orleans that she interviewed had. Like there were so many. I don't know. How is this possible? Not sure. We also get into how the sexual consent with those in the afterlife works. It's a whole thing. Lots of people are thinking about it. Go figure. This was a really fun conversation. We laughed so much in the middle of all of the world's heaviness. It was exactly what we needed at the time. And I hope right now this time is for you that during the next hour, it's going to put a smile on your face and help you escape for just a little bit. Before we get to our conversation with Madison, 
you know, it's ball washing time, right? Get out that soap. No, here, if you're new here, ball washing time is housekeeping. It's so much more fun to wash your balls than to clean the house, right? So first, I just want to say hi. It has been a minute. We have been on hiatus for a little bit over a month. June 8th was our last broadcast. And today is what the 13th of July. I got to say, I had some lofty ambitions for all of the things I was going to get accomplished during this break. But you know what? Damn it, life is hard. I needed the rest more than anything else. And I am still trying to not feel guilty about it. I got to get out of that productivity workaholic mindset. It's killing me, I tell you. I caught up on some shows. Like I, I became a TV watcher for a minute during the break, including the one that Madison recommends in our conversation, which is Work in Progress on Showtime. I freaking loved it. Go watch it. I'm also now a community ambassador for the XBiz forums. That's for adult industry folks. So if you're in the adult industry and you aren't a part of that forum, I've got a link in the show notes. Come join us. Ken has been super busy too during our break, and I'm really excited about this. He has thrown himself into teaching folks how to play TTRPGs, which is tabletop role-playing games, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, Call of the Cthulhu, those sorts of games. It is one of the greatest loves of his life, and one of his specialties is teaching people who may have otherwise been intimidated by games like Dungeons and Dragons how to play. He makes it fun, accessible, simple, and inclusive. And, you know, between you and me, that's one of the big reasons why D&D is so not even intimidating, but unwelcoming to a lot of folks, because the typical players aren't always inclusive. Sometimes they're downright hostile. <clears throat> cough, cough, white dudes who only want to play with other white dudes. Anyway, so now with the shutdown, there's some great online tools that allow people to join tabletop role-playing game campaigns remotely. So pay attention to Ken's social media over the next few weeks. He's going to be unveiling RPG educational resources and pro DM services very soon. Super excited. Watch out for that. But other than that, yeah, shit's been hard. Shit's been real hard financially, emotionally, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're just getting by like everybody else is one day at a time. So one thing that is thriving and has been throughout our hiatus is our Discord community, and we'd love for you to join. It's at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Discord, A-S-P, D-I-S-C-O-R-D, A-S-P for American Sex Podcast. On that platform, we talk about sexuality and mental health and off-topic stuff like recipes and funny memes and selfies and gaming and a whole lot more. And we would love for you to join us. And of course, it's free. If you didn't catch that link, it will be in the show notes at americansexpodcast.com for episode 133. Also, we are still doing our weekly Wednesday night free sex ed live streams on Get Vocal. They're 8 p.m. Pacific time every single week at bit.ly, sunny, get vocal, S U N N Y G E T V O K L. So go there to watch and subscribe. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, look at my watch. American fuckers. Do you know what time it is? It's big welcome and heartfelt appreciation time to the new members of our Patreon family. Our Patreon family continues to grow. Big, huge welcome and heartfelt appreciation to Glenda, Christopher, Isaiah, and Ruben and Sherry for becoming American Sex Podcast Patreon supporters. And you can become a member too at 
patreon.com slash American sex. And you're going to get stuff too, like bonus stories from our guests. There's one up for Madison right now. Uh, Extra full-length episodes of our podcast. All of our regular episodes early. American Sex Podcast stickers sent you in the mail. A shout out. uh, Random surprises. Patreon-only video hangouts. And a lot more. I'm going to be honest with you. This shutdown and our COVID economy BS is hitting us really hard. So if you've considered becoming a Patreon member before, but you just haven't taken the plunge, it is the perfect time. As our sponsors keep cutting their budgets and more of our income dries up, you know, plus like the prospect of doing in-person gigs is how we used to earn a lot of our money. That's gone and it keeps getting further and further away. That means Patreon membership is one of the few revenue sources we can actually count on. It is literally buying our family's groceries. As you may know, about 95% of our content, we give away free to anyone who needs it. And we do that because we believe these conversations are important and life-changing. So if you'd like to support us doing that, head on over to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash American Sex. Okay. Our balls are clean. These balls are clean. It is time, American fuckers. Welcome back and enjoy. Who better to get us back into the swing of things than the legendary Madison Young? I'm so excited. On the line, we have someone that I'm not sure why this hasn't happened before. We have been meaning to have a conversation for like years and it's finally happening madison young how are you madison hello i am doing so well i'm so excited to be on this show with you finally i I know (laughs) i am so excited and i'm so excited we get to talk shop because you have a show too which is awesome and one thing i totally forgot to ask in our pre-interview what are your pronouns um i use uh she her or they them okay cool got it got it so, all right, now that the the audience knows your pronouns, and I know a lot of our audience already knows who you are, and they're really super excited, but there are, there might be one or two people that are like, Madison who? Who's Madison Young? So why, why should everybody know you? What have you done? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> uh, who am I? Such an existential question. But <laughs> Especially right now. I just asked you that smack dab in the middle of 2020. I know. All right. Three hours later, we're all crying. Okay. Right. <laughs> but um, I, I call myself a sexual revolutionary that works in every medium possible to smash the patriarchy. Ooh, I love that. That is just so concise and good. Yeah, you know, I've never really been satisfied with just one medium. Um, I have a one-woman show. I've uh, been one of the pioneers of the feminist porn movement for the last 15 years, or if you count my years performing, then 18 years. Um, I just... uh, created wrote and directed my first tv series i'm an author of three books um and a mama of two kids i have a podcast as well called wash your mouth out 
which is a, <laughs> it's a stigma smashing feminist parenting podcast. <gasps> I um, need to listen yeah. to that. I did not know about that. I need to li- When you said wash your mouth out, I was like, oh, is that a BDSM thing? Like, you say <laughs> the hotel soaps. The hotel soups are the perfect like mouth soups? size. Hotel soaps. <laughs> that hotel hotel soup. soups way different. I than mean, hotel that soaps. you could do some torture with some of those hotel soups. I'm just saying. But uh, but oh, a feminist parenting podcast. I need to listen. And you've also contributed to like a million different anthologies, books. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, am I am I crazy? Or were you on Real Sex as well? At least one episode, like in 2009 or 2010. I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even I think before. Yeah, before then it was like maybe 2008 mm. because I, I, oh, yeah. I gauge everything by when I became a parent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that was, I understand this. That was pre-pregnancy. Definitely. So before 2010. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know, when your first kid was born, cause that's when life stops. In a right. Lot of ways. Well, yeah. yeah, it just major shifts, major, major yes. shifts, not stops. Yeah. Major shifts. Old life it's, stops. New life begins. Old life stops. It's, like being, it's like being the doctor in doctor who. Yeah, You're just yeah. transitioning to a new phase of exactly, life. Exactly, exactly. So I am so excited, you know, as most of our listeners know, who we lovingly call American fuckers, because this is American Sex Podcast. <laughs> um, and I, it, I I, think it was, was it last episode? The last episode we recorded. I don't know what episode, you know, what uh, order this is going to air in. But I gave all of our listeners a lecture about why they're American fuckers. Because they're not just like, oh, we like to fuck. That's obvious. They're disruptors. We like to fuck up the norms and fuck shit up and change the world. So American fuckers, if you didn't hear that last time, that's why you make us sound like hate fuck revolutionaries, which I am completely in support of hate fuck revolutionaries. Can we put that on a t-shirt? That's my new band name. (laughs) (laughs) I I always say if I can't fuck, it's not my revolution. So I like this. I like this. Emma Goldman nod. (laughs) <laughs> so uh i'm really excited about your tv show because like we had a tv show too so i'm like i want to talk shop and i i watched the pilot last night and so it's on a network that's completely new to me so let's start there for our listeners it's a network called reverie and it's like 24 7 queer tv i think it's something like their tagline so what is reverie and how the hell do we get it <laughs> so um Reverie, it, it is available um, online. You can go to uh, Reverie TV, reverie.tv, um, and, and just watch the streaming there. But it's also available on all these other platforms. It's mm-hmm. like a virtual cable television station. I don't actually own cable. So all of the words that they use, like Roku and things, I'm like, I don't know what any of these words mean. <laughs> oh, I get it. Now. So, that's like, so Roku, Fire TV, Xbox. Yes, like all, all those things. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So it's all the substitutes for cable because we don't have cable either. Instead, we use those things to imitate cable. Well, it's okay. funny. I don't know if you have the same issue, but when we did our show in 2014, it was on Showtime. And it, I don't know. I've had this strange relationship with TVs my whole life. I was, uh, I worked at a big ad agency where I bought TV ads and I rated TV shows and all that. Um, and then I had a TV show, but I never owned a TV. <laughs> I did not have cable. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> so it was like, I remember rating these TV shows. I'm like, I've never seen Friends. I've never seen ER. But I was really good at like predicting what the ratings were going to be. Um, but then, yeah, when we had the show, I was like, I, I can't watch it because we don't have cable. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah. the great thing about Showtime, though, is you can go to Showtime.com, right? I have a Showtime. Yeah. Um, and they have a they have so many great programs, including yours. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Work in progress. Have you seen that? No, I am almost it's done. So Shameless good. is my favorite. And Shameless I love is Shameless. hands down my I favorite. Do. I and just... Sonny's been in three episodes of Shameless. <gasps> yeah. Ex- yeah, because right, we lived in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, 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 we lived in Chicago for yeah. years. In fact, I was like, do you, you don't know Jim Marcus by any chance, do you? I do, yeah. Because I, I swear to God, I remember, like, he's one of our besties, and I remember talking, in fact, he's the one that gave us the name, um, uh, American Sex Podcast. He's the one who initially yeah. came up with it. His brain. It's his cool. brain, yeah. So, uh, like, I, I didn't know how you guys knew each other, though. I mean, I know he's a rock star, and, like, you're you, so how, how did you meet Jim? I don't even remember. I mean, honestly, I feel like I've, I've met so many people over the years. I just, I, I, are you from Chicago? No, but I, I did go to, I mean, I, when I was a traveling bondage model, I, I was traveling through like every city and including Chicago. Um, and I did go to college in Chicago. So I lived there for a year. Oh, Oh, right on. But it was too cold for me. Yeah, so, same. That's why we live in Vegas now. We're like Fuck the Chicago <laughs> yeah. snow. Fuck these winters. Yeah, I went to Columbia College for theater. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, right. that's great theater school. It is. It really is. It, it was great. And then I I left and I went to San Francisco and at the age of twenty started Feminipotens, my uh, feminist uh, queer art gallery that I had for about twelve years. Nice. <clears throat> that's amazing. Nice. Okay, so I, we just went all over I'm the sorry. place. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> it's a conver- This is this is our charm. It's conversational. We're kind of all over the place, and we circle back when we feel like it. So, all right, this show. I was so excited to see that you were the executive producer. You hosted it, and what else? You wrote it. Was or created? What was the yeah. other? Uh, yeah, I was the director. Directed and hosted. Yeah, kind of did all the things. You know, it was <laughs> it was basically me, a videographer, a PA, <laughs> and uh, our guests. So, nice. You know, every <laughs> I did everything. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, and our our cinematographer was amazing. I'm I don't know. You know. I one of the books that I wrote is called The DIY Porn Handbook Documenting Our Own Sexual Revolution. And mm. and I teach people, you know, how to make their own films. And I think that porn has been really beautiful in teaching um, me how to be a filmmaker and how to tell oh. stories with um, a small amount of money. Because right. uh, at least when I started out within uh, the erotic film industry, there was not a lot of money. And sometimes I'd have $5,000 to make a film. You wow. Know? Um, and when I hear people like on the film listservs complaining and saying like, oh, we're very small budget. We only have $500,000 to tell this story. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> just pay me for a coaching session. I'll teach you how to tell a story in a lot less than $500,000. Well, you know what? I've said it before and I'll say it again. Pornographers are actually the best technical crew that you will ever come across because every person involved in porn 
has to have multiple jobs. They just don't wear one hat and they're working so constantly that, I mean, if you think about the people that edit porn, whether it's the content creators themselves or whether it's somebody else, they're constantly working, constantly editing, constantly doing stuff. And they know way more about this stuff than a lot of mainstream like people do. And they can do it on a $5,000 budget. Right. You know, and and like our craft services section, you guys, oftentimes it may be like a, a dozen donuts and that's it. Donuts are good. Donuts I mean, are good. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> complaining. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's not like fancy schmancy. Yeah. The, the, the last uh, film that I did, it was the first time that I've ever in 15 years had an art department. And oh, I, that's and amazing. I was explaining to them, they were like, well, who normally does your props and your wardrobe <laughs> and your set? I'm like, I do as well as write it and direct it and produce it. And you, you know, I mean, like you just learn everything. You learn right. how to how to do all the moving parts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I love the title of your show is Submission Possible. So set it up for us, because like I said, I have just seen the pilot, but I I really like the I got like an Anthony Bourdain kind of vibe. Yes, you that's know? what yeah. I'm going for, Anthony Good. Bourdain oh, that, of like sex and kink. That's totally. exactly what came across. Yeah, yes. yeah. So how how did the idea for this show come about, and what is the like what what does this show help to accomplish, not just for you, but for the people watching? Like, give me the whole rundown spiel. Sure. So I'll kind of go macro first, you know, mm-hmm. my, I, I knew from a very young age, I grew up in the Midwest, uh, Southern Ohio, um, in the eighties. And I, I did not see myself being reflected or any queer individuals being reflected really on the television or any media that I was around. It felt very isolating. Mm -hmm. And I knew that my purpose in life was really to hold space for people to tell their stories and to not feel alone in their experience. So, um, you know, all of the media that I've created has really been for that girl back in Ohio, you know, for people to see themselves and who they are reflected in the media um, and see their stories being told. And so they don't feel alone in their experience. Um, So they can talk about it and, uh, you know, tell their partner what, what their kinks and their pleasures are and, and live their fullest life. Um, This particular show, um, like many of my projects, um, usually comes to me when I'm in kind of a meditative state. Um, and because uh, I think many of our our great ideas live in our subconscious. And mm-hmm. um, for me, as a mama of a three-year-old, one of those times is when I'm putting my kiddo to bed. And uh, so I was like on vacation and I was putting, I had just done a, a New York uh, tour of my one woman show. And, uh, we took like a weekend vacation in, in Western Massachusetts and I was putting my kiddo to bed and started to get sleepy. And all of a sudden I saw this whole show and the title and the whole vision like come before me. And I just, I know when I get those, I, so many people just let those, those lightning bolts go and they're like, Oh, it's just like a, idea but i don't and (laughs) uh so i i got to writing and i was like reached out to a few producers and 
uh, created a sizzle reel and then manifested the pilot. Um, and what the show is about is it's, it's about me traveling to different cities around the world and meeting with, uh, amazing queer and kinksters, uh, in different cities and getting to know the city and the communities and, um, and what makes them unique and what brings us all together. Um, cause every city and every community has its own flavor and personality. And, uh, I want to like bring all those voices together at the kitchen table and just like share who we are. And that's what the show is about. I love it. That's I, amazing. I'm just on a, I'm curious. Did you make it back to Ohio for the show? I haven't. Uh, I, <laughs> I might do that. I, I feel like Ohio is, uh, yeah, that 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 there's a lot of feelings back in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I the, the, the last time the, I the, went back to Ohio, I needed uh, several months of therapy, therapy. afterwards. Yes, oh, God. <laughs> process I, through. The, the reason I'm asking that we have so many fans that are from Ac that are young queer people from Akron, Columbus, Cleveland yeah. that listen to the show, and they would uh, not that I'm trying to force you to go there by any you know, but this like is I know that they're going to be crisis number two, two right coming minutes. up right now. I mean, come on, <laughs> uh, but they're going to love to hear what you're doing and how you're doing it. Is all I'm saying. No, I hear that, and you know what? That might be a good. Uh, I'm sure that for the show, that would probably be very dramatic and awesome. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, maybe we will get there. But right now, um, you know, this show was brought onto the network basically just as we were entering quarantine, oh, um, which makes it hard for a travel show. So <laughs> um, we... We are working around that, and the uh, next episode, uh, I'm actually filming it in a few weeks, is on quarantine um, and how uh, the queer and kink community is adapting to quarantine and cool things like virtual sex parties and uh, virtual dom sessions. And here in Portland, we have a, a drive-through strip club Yes, um, and boober PDX, where uh, topless strippers deliver your food, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of a lot of interesting things. So um, we're going to be capturing some of that for the uh, second ep episode, and then I think uh, we're probably going to be covering some of the uh, West Coast and driving. Um, you know, things that are drivable. So maybe not the East Coast until it's safe to fly. Yeah, yeah. That That is a little complicated. The, yeah, with the quarantine. The adaptability that you have to have is incredible with that. Like just having a travel show alone, like right now, because like trains, right. planes, but your car, that's the one thing that you can do. So it's. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So how, like, how does the, like, the, I don't know, the frequency or the scheduling of the show work? Like, I saw a pilot online. Is there, you know, an episode released every week, every month? Or do, do you know how many episodes there will be? Like, what's kind of the big picture, the big tech yeah. details picture? Well, there'll be 10 episodes in this season. Um, but there's going to be a, a little bit of a delay between the... Um, the premiere of the of the first episode, the pilot episode, and the rest of the season. 
Um, and I, I believe they're going to be, uh, weekly released, okay. um, but I'd have to check with Reverie on that. Um, so I believe the idea is releasing the pilot, getting excitement around that, and then releasing the rest of the, the series. I love it. I love it. So the pilot, you visited New Orleans. New Orleans. And A, like, what a great location. B, like, of course, I, you know, it's like, I'm sure you know, being, you know, in film for so long, when you consume any visual media, you were looking at it through, like, your filmmaker's eyes, as opposed to, like, I'm just a person sitting on my couch's <laughs> eyes, you know. Um, so I really admired the fact, it seemed to me that you really had, I guess, creative control, if if that's the right, like, you were able to really sit with the people that you interviewed and the people that you visited in New Orleans and really like get to the meat of what they're all about or what their thing is, which I really appreciated. So did like how much creative control did you have in the in the production? I mean, I had total creative control because I was I was doing all the aspects. So um, I mean, except for the cinematography, but I was, right. I was very clear with, um, uh, Marion Hill, our amazing cinematographer, um, uh, the, like the shots that I specifically wanted and how I wanted, how I wanted it covered. Um, and she was just brilliant. I was, I really lucked out in, in finding her in New Orleans. Um, yeah, uh, but I, I, I want, I, it was very difficult. The hardest part for me was really the editing stage because uh. each, each of these individuals, they had so many amazing things to say. And mm-hmm. it was very, very difficult, um, to cut out things that you're like, oh, it, it's my least favorite part of really yeah. anything, of any film. What do they call it? Books. Killing your babies or whatever? It. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it's funny because when I was watching it, I was like, these conversations are so good. And that's exactly my mind went like, I wonder how long they really talked. Yeah. I bet you each one of these conversations was like two hours and they had to they somehow so edit long. it down to like seven minutes. And yeah. I thought, so yeah, I was, I was right. See? And <laughs> I, I feel like we kept them somewhat long. Like, you know, I, a lot of the series that I've seen, like, are much shorter. And we mm-hmm. really did want to give give lots of space for yeah. each of these individuals. Um, and, you know, some of them, like, I, I don't think Gypsy is really interviewed all the time. Um, I wanted, and I really wanted to make sure that sometimes it takes some time to warm up, you know, in front of the mm-hmm. camera if you're, if you're not and to really get that comfortability and get into the juicy conversations. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was one thing I was thinking, you know, when I was watching it was, like, with our show, even though, yes, I was the executive producer, and I had a lot more creative control than a lot of other people doing a network show, Mm -hmm. I still had to listen, like, the network is like, got to keep everything to sound bites, you got to don't talk too long, we have to see some boobs sometimes, like, it was really hard trying to adhere 
to what they thought made a show entertaining. And I wanted more conversation and more talking. And that's one of the reasons why I appreciate doing a podcast is because we can have those long form, deep conversations. Um, So I really appreciated that I got it was a, a good hybrid of like the long form, deep conversation, but in the entertainment package of being a show at the same time. So I really appreciated that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I really loved it. And I, I felt so honored with everything they shared with me. Um, I mean, I, it was very funny. There's a, for our listeners here, the, uh, the segment where, um, uh, gypsy is showing me, uh, the different herbs and Mm -hmm. we're, rolling the the herbal aphrodisiac cigarette and i i totally don't smoke like i have nothing against it i just i I don't really i've never rolled a cigarette or a joint or anything on my own and i (laughs) I was trying to roll it like a burrito san francisco (laughs) not happening gypsy really helped me out uh the cut looked good in the end i was like oh it's kind of cute how i'm fumbling and look ridiculous <laughs> with these herbs but <laughs> so what was that like though because i was at first i was like what kind of herb with this and then when i saw you rolling up the the cigarette it there were pretty flowers in there and so like beautiful. actual herbs yeah and of course i'm like what does it taste like what was it like did was it like smoking flowers did you actually feel something afterwards yeah 100 percent. I, I i mean i know she lists the different um herbs that are in there and i guess some of them are maybe sort of illegal or hard to come by right <laughs> like, but um there are these yeah these beautiful her what was it some kind of lotus like egyptian blue lotus probably maybe and then and uh dumb and damiana dami yeah damiana oh my god i used to own it i used to own an herb store that we sold shamanic herbs specifically and that's what all of this oh my gosh they're legal they are legal they're just like some of them have really heavy alkaloids in them so they will affect you i think some of the i guess new orleans maybe has some funky kind of different laws about certain, oh, that could you know, be. um, there's still a Napoleonic law there. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was, I mean, it, they were, deli- it was like delicious and I could, it was so ritualistic and mm-hmm. it was super sexy and felt so good. And then it felt just like, oh, it felt so good in my body. It was just like everything nice and tingly and light and fluffy and loving and uh it was like cotton candy goodness it was so good it was so oh, that so is good. so cool yeah i'm i want to go do that now see you're making me want to go down to new orleans and do all like the witchy sex things i need to buy some more herbs from her she's she's amazing yeah yeah so i want to hear during this particular episode personally what did you actually learn? Not like, oh, this is what I learned for TV, what I learned, but like, what? 
but what, like, how did that experience visiting all those people and learning all those things actually change you? Um, well, I had never been to New Orleans before. Really? And no, I, I haven't been a lot of places in the South, I guess. And, um, and I, I mean, I always wanted to go and it was so amazing to, to do that. Um, and it was such a unique city. I mean, I've just, I've never been anywhere like that before. Um, and so I, I mean, I, I feel like I, I learned so much just about the, the city and the people and like, it had such a, an interesting personality. It was like super haunting and spooky, but not in a like, East Coast, Massachusetts, witchy kind of way. It yeah. was like, it was like a thin veil and everyone was chill with it, you know? You and- know what's interesting astrologically about uh, New Orleans? Huh. About, there's two Scorpio cities in the United States. One of them is New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh. The other is San Francisco. <laughs> and they, there, well, there's a lot of unseen commonalities between the two oh, cities. yeah. Interesting. That there's like a whole like rebirth, regeneration, um, sex uh intensity revenge yes. like all of those things okay how do you determine what astrological sign a yes, city I is know it's, this. it's when the city was uh, when the city charter was formed <gasps> oh. and based on when the city was founded oh. so chicago is a pisces yes chicago's a pisces oh. that's why we had to leave her <laughs> she wow. was too whiny for us that explains everything, everything. <laughs> Does. Check oh, what the Vegas whole is. emo scene, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what Vegas is. I haven't checked the astrology on it yet. Oh, wow. I'm I'm curious. Wow, that's interesting. So, but, like, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was oh. just gonna say that I have never been to New Orleans either. I was actually scheduled to do a business trip to New Orleans in September of 2001. Uh And then September 11th happened, and they canceled all my business trips. So when I think of New Orleans, I think of like, the the closest thing is the setting of every Anne Rice book. (laughs) (laughs) Is that like, just I don't know, like, witchy and like, it seemed like everyone that you interviewed, it was like, they were all like, Oh, yeah, there's spiritual ghosty witchy shit that just happens so even the people that yeah. you don't think are like you know you'd look at them and be like you don't have a woo bone in your body and they're like a ghost fucked me last night like you know <laughs> 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 we're, we're i mean the people that you encountered were they all kind of that vibe Pretty much. I mean, even like that guy with the guitar, like we were like, okay, he's playing on the side on the sidewalk. Like, let's see what he thinks, you know, and every person had some kind of experience with ghosts and felt this haunting energy. And definitely the place we were staying at was full on haunted. Like, during production, the lights would flicker and then um, Ashton would get out the sage and like talk to the spirits and be like, we know you want some attention right now, but you're going to have to leave us alone for just a minute while, you know, while we're doing this. And then they'd like kind of go off and then it, they'd be flickering again. I totally saw, I saw ghost. I saw like a mother and a child that came to visit me in this one room. It was like the master suite, the really big 
this so the place we were staying at was the hacienda maison uh-huh. um in new orleans which is this sex positive kinky mansion in yeah. new orleans and um we shot a, a good deal of the pilot there and um for i was so i was supposed to have like the big room mm-hmm. that had this that was just amazing and i i slept in there one night and it was too active. <laughs> it, was, really? it, was, it was too active in there. And I was like, okay, I can tell you're like benevolent and you're not going to like hurt me. But I, I think I'm going to sleep downstairs in the smaller room tomorrow. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, certain areas were definitely more active than others. Um, but people just kind of... I, I think that one of the people we interviewed on the streets um, that was like uh, doing tarot mentioned that like they'll advertise houses as like, okay, this house has ghosts or, you know, you, you might need to have someone come in and kind of shoo out the ghosts like mice. Yeah, <laughs> it's like an that, infestation. That just like that blew my mind at that part because I pictured like, you know, the listing on Zillow, like how many bedrooms? Right. Does it have a refrigerator? Do you need like an anti ghost thing? Yes, right. bring your own. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. That is hilarious. And then the whole consent thing was really interesting. Yes. Okay. So I I was just amazed that not only anyone was bringing up can consent with ghost sex but so many people were bringing up consent it's like that's what yeah. you do when you when you when you combine like a haunted area with a bunch of kinksters you talk right. a, like you debate the consent of ghost sex so yeah. summarize what what everyone was talking about so i i am Definitely a witchy person. I uh-huh. consider myself, I, I do sex magic. And I will call upon, like, spirits and energies and things like that. But I've never, like, necessarily had an orgasmic experience with uh, a ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so when, when, when folks were talking about this, though, they were like, when it comes to spirits and if they're pursuing you in an erotic way, just say no and don't call <laughs> them forth because they never listen to boundaries and safe words. You know, they were like, they don't know limits and they're tricksters. And I was like, whoa, okay, I guess, okay, I can, I could hear that. Like maybe communicating boundaries with another world can be a little tricky. Um, but I heard that from from several people, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, God, like trying to really parse out consent in very, especially like in edge play situations or very complex scenes is sometimes difficult enough. And then you, you add the whole like otherworldly plane. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is too much. This is too much. Oh, I don't know when your first post-quarantine date is going to be, but remember, they're still recommending that you wear a mask if you're hooking up with someone that lives outside your household. But that mask is for your face, not your balls. No one's seen those in months. And oh, look at those unkempt pubes. There is no hiding that. 
Manscaped is here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. The Perfect Package 3.0 Essentials Kit has absolutely everything you need. The new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, which is a water-resistant cordless body trimmer with a ceramic blade. Plus, you get performance boxer briefs and a travel bag. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant that ensures your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your junk sticking to your leg. The Crop Preserver is a spray-on toner for your balls. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your balls a boost. Taming that quarantine bush will be easy when you treat yourself to the Perfect Package 3.0. And you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SUNNY, S-U-N-N-Y, at manscaped.com. Yeah, that's what I said. 20% off and free shipping with the code SUNNY at M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D dot com. Lately here on American Sex Podcast, we've been emphasizing the importance of physical health and mental health. But hey, you want to take care of your whole self. Make sure that you prioritize your pleasure along with your body and mind. And Dipsy, they have that pleasure component covered. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions that are designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. The stories are relatable and immersive, so you feel like you're right there. And there's something for everyone, whoever and whatever you're into. They add new content every week, so there's always more to explore. Find stories about a spontaneous hookup with a hot stranger or getting closer with that sexy yoga instructor you just can't stop thinking about. There's even stories about trying that new toy together or getting tied up. The wellness sessions can help you unlock new confidence or heighten intimacy with your partner. Spice things up today with Dipsy. For listeners of American Sex Podcast, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash sunny. Yeah, you heard that right. That's a 30-day free trial at dipsystories.com slash sunny. That's dipsystories.com slash s-u-n-n-y. So being in New Orleans, I, I find it interesting. Okay, so uh, I always or often joke that I very much appreciate sort of the regional, I don't know, sexual Flavors. sociology sort of. Yeah, of like you go to different regions and, you know, people think like, Oh, if you go to a swing club, it's going to be the pretty much the same in any area of the country. Or if you go to a BDSM party, it's going to be the same in pretty much any area of the country. Not not even talking about the world. We're just talking about the U.S. Um, and then when I started traveling and going to different sex positive events around the country, I'm like, whoa, it is so different so from different. place to place. And yeah, like Chicago, full of humiliation people. Uh, Las Vegas, full of adult babies and age players. Yeah, yeah. So if you were to sum up the 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 sex positive or even kink scene vibe in New Orleans compared to other places you visited, what would it be? I mean, I, I think the 
I think the first word that like came to my mind without thinking was soulful because I feel like it's just like, it is, it's like, yeah, it's, it's deep. It's like not, um, I mean, heart, heart centered, but I, I think the word that like really comes is like soul because it is like this, like spirit, soul, deep, um, uh, authentic, uh, community there that, um, it, it's like fearless, but not showy, you know, not like overly showy. Mm -hmm. Um, but like full of just, yeah. Soul. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's what I got. It was like very emotional connection, not even yes. emo, but on like a, a just yeah, deep. I don't even know the words, but I was yeah. like, "Whoa!" If I'm gonna go to New Orleans and do some fucking, I gotta like prepare my head <laughs> for that. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like wow, wow. Like, I don't know if it would, you know, like I feel like L.A. is it's kind of showy, right? Like you know, mm-hmm. double oh, yeah. floggers and like <laughs> yes. you know, really showy. Well, what do they say? S and M in L.A. stands for stand and model. model. Uh, yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> And I think you know, and LA I, people, we love you. I just we're not we're not throwing shit. We're throwing a little salt. Yeah. <laughs> and great San Francisco. I think probably because of my time there, I think of like very um, public and sacred, like kind of a you know like it. Um, but I mean, there's a lot there to mm-hmm. go on. But it's <laughs> very public. <laughs> yeah, and but also uh, kind of a sacred. Uh, BDSM community there, mm-hmm. spiritual sacred. And um yeah, and then I, I just feel like it's like very, very, yeah, very hauntingly soulful. Yeah. So have you have you filmed in other places yet, or is that on the docket? It is on the docket. Um, so really the the next thing uh up on the agenda is quarantine. Okay. Um, which I'm excited about doing. And um, and I think it's just in the past week that um, they've started to release uh, things surrounding production and um, uh, kind of COVID-19 protocol of how to keep folks safe. You know, it's... Yeah. Um, it, it's... Uh, it's a challenge. I know I I have a film for Erica Lust that I was supposed to shoot in. I had been preparing like for months and um, I was directing it out in, in Joshua Tree and mm. we were the day before flying out and uh, and every, everything hit the fan, you know. I was like, all right, well, we got to postpone. Let's see how long this goes and we still haven't. Yeah haven't shot it you know and it's Mm -hmm. it adds kind of a whole nother layer for um for erotic film um during this time yeah you know what those proper precautions are it just simply in my opinion isn't isn't safe to do right yeah 
which sucks, but it's like, we're all trying to adapt. You know, it's like, take it, take it day by day, take it as it comes. Yeah. I think polyamory has taken the biggest hit ever with, of any institution (laughs) pretty much during COVID. But I think we're all, I, I honestly think maybe, you know, we're getting all a little bit more New Orleans. You know, we may not be able to physically be with each other, but I'm seeing like other forms of intimacy mm-hmm. and other things yeah. happening long distance. Yes. Where and I think I think we all need it right now because we're all pretty fucked up in the head over 2020. Like 2020 has fucked us all up. Oh and I think gosh, we yeah. we all need like that emotional connection with people and that so it's kind of working out in an ass backwards, horrible I way. Oh, but in some yeah. ways, I'm like, I just want someone, like, I just want a friend to hold me, mm-hmm. like, and to yeah. be yeah. in the same room and be held by a friend. Um, yeah. That's like, yeah. I mean, it's been interesting uh, being, you know, I'm uh, here with my two kids and my husband, and it's, I think we were like kind of balancing things at the beginning and now it feels like we hardly see each other because we're both attempting to get the work done we need to and uh, and also caring for the kids. So mm-hmm. we hardly, I feel like we're hardly seeing each other together as a, even a, wholly as a family. Yeah. That's tricky. It, it's been, yeah, it's just, I don't know. We're going to look back on 2020 and it's going to be some like, what the fuck was that? Uh, so I know that, the, you know, it's hard to say what's going to come for the rest of the year. But if things Carnivorous go- death rabbit. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got, 2020? What else you got? <laughs> Bring it. But if things if things were to go as planned, or maybe even your your wish list of what other episodes and what other cities or places to visit, what would those things be? Um, yeah, I I, I definitely want to make my way to Chicago. I think Chicago would be a great one. I think yeah. mentioning Ohio that would be great. Um, you know, but difficult. Uh. I, I think that we're going to hit a lot of things on the West Coast. Um, I do have planned to shoot out in the in the desert in Joshua Tree. I think we'll head out that way. We should definitely hit out hit up Vegas as well mm-hmm. because you have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird town for sexuality because it's almost like there's no community here, but all the you know there's like a, so much industry stuff that's right. being shot here. And- yeah. So I, I have a question. Have you thought about going into the 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 Chaz, the the Chapel Hill Autonomous Zone, and talking to young queers there? Mm, wh- what is it? The- that's the area that's downtown Seattle, where uh, they have basically kicked out all of the police, and it's now being self policed by the people that live in the community. How, I feel like I've been so up on the news surrounding abolish <laughs> the police. How do I not the- know about this? I there hasn't been like I've seen little bits and pieces. But I Ron, even Ron brought the kids there. Yeah, I even was. I don't know if just the news doesn't really want to report on it. I don't want to yeah, be all conspiracy theorists like, oh, there's there's a lot of Fox News but, stuff saying like it's yeah. chaos, it's anarchy, and my friends who are actually there sending live information from it. It's like it's great. Like Ren Fairs have been more dangerous. You know, people gave us snacks right. and bottles of water and hand sanitizer and offered us masks. 
And there's people on the you know top of the buildings watching out in place of police. Is it just like a few blocks? Is it a neighborhood? Like I don't even know so how it's Capitol like- Hill. It's just Capitol oh, Hill. So it's Capitol, Capitol Hill. Hill Autonomous Zone. So it's like I don't know what that is, like five or six blocks maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Capitol Hill. That's uh, that's a great neighborhood. That's interesting in that it's just that neighborhood. How did they do that from the city of like just a neighborhood of the city? That's interesting. I wonder how I think it worked. came down to like the cops and the precinct and uh-huh. what was going on there with uh, police versus protesters. Um, I, I'm not I'm not huh. 100% sure as to yeah. the why. Yeah, I, I mean, tried looking it up. I tried like just Googling like, what the hell is this Chaz thing all about? Because I'm confused. And I couldn't really find a good answer. I, like, I think the closest thing that I've seen is that the police didn't want to antagonize them more than they should. It wasn't like, or did you feel like it was abandonment? Like, fuck you people? Or do you think it was more like, we don't want to piss you people off? I didn't even get that far. Okay. Like, it, the news stories have been so confusing. I know there's a city in New Jersey I was reading about that um, oh, that's yeah. already done it. Like, right. Is it Camden? Maybe? Yes, I think it was. I think it was Camden. Like, um, it didn't they have they had like a incredibly high crime rate, and then and they it dropped of- amazingly. Yeah, because right. they defunded the police department, and then they they I think they still have police there for like oh, real like crime emergencies. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think there's any. Yeah, yeah. Or, it like, needs to happen. Violence. I, I mean, I'm I'm all yes. for it, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm definitely. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I'm I'm like trying to play around with it in my brain, but um, I really would. I feel like this is this is what's happening right now, and I'd really like to bring it into the show. And also, like you know, fucking smashing white supremacy is is completely hot. You better Mm -hmm. be woke, like you know, Mm -hmm. like get informed. that's that that is hot that is sexy so how you know like what does this interweaving look like of um because sex is political and kink is political and our bodies are political and what the fuck is going on right now is totally political and and needs to be a part of this um Mm -hmm. so i'm i really want to sort out how to use this platform uh to address black lives matter and and the and yeah the dumpster fire of what's going on i mean it's just like every day i look at the news and i'm like are you fucking kidding me are you Mm -hmm. you know it's just like so heart-wrenching and you know and you you feel like you're doing things and you're you're like pushing forward and then and then you just get like oh yeah big stabs and it's like oh my gosh okay i know and and i'm just gonna put out there that uh for the american fuckers listening along we're recording this probably about a month at least before it's gonna air so who the fuck knows what your 2020 world looks like right now american fuckers we're still back in june (laughs) yeah middle of june there might be death rabbits yes there might be carnivorous death rabbits aliens with proton like who knows what's gonna happen oh god yeah 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 well i'm i'm really excited to see um how the show unfolds i mean it's challenging for you doing it during this time where you know travel's fucked up and and just the you know the world is an an upheaval yeah but by necessity i know whatever and i'm sure like in your mind right now you're like how the fuck are we how is this gonna however it happens i it's gonna be great 
Like, and I can't wait to see what comes out of the rest of your filming during this time. Because as you said, it's all interconnected. Absolutely. The personal is political. Like, and I, and I, I, our listeners are like all nodding their heads right now. They're they're on board. That's the shit we talk about If they still have the heads, if we're, they're still on Earth on They 20, haven't been eaten like, by death, death rabbits. rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where did the death rabbits come I from? Just I just made it up. I just <laughs> totally made it up. Just fabricated. Ken's twisted brain. That's where... Um, okay, so I want to let everyone know clearly and concisely, one, where they can just find you in general, because you're freaking fascinating and your body of work is amazing. It's oh, like, you. you know, not like I'm poo-pooing. It's not just the show. The show's great, but there's a bunch of other stuff, too. So where can people find you? And then also, where can people find and watch the show as well? And the podcast. And the podcast. Yeah, all the things. Okay. Uh, well, you can find me at madisonyoung.org and my podcast at washyourmouthoutpodcast.com. And you can find Submission Possible at reverie.tv. And uh, also follow me on Instagram at the real Madison Young. Awesome. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much for this being is, on the show today. This, this has been, been awesome. great. And I love I love being able to like talk shop with other TV people and you know, <laughs> just like, oh, someone understands. <laughs> I know. Well, I was wondering how you did it. I was like, hey, I mean, you know, I mean, I I shot this last April and then it was uh wrapped up in editing in the summer. And we did like a, a small little screening of it at the Museum of Sex in New York in September. But I'd been, I'd been really, I'm like, do you use a manager? How do you get a manager? Like, I just DIY everything. And I'm totally unabashed about like contacting everybody I know. And yeah, hustling hard. So um, well, it was, it was funny for us, because it was like, I felt like we sort of won the lottery. It was like, we started doing a web series like, oh, let's film this web series. And then uh, our partner in the web series, Paul, is like, hey, why don't I like stitch together some things from the web series and make a sizzle reel? And I know the folks at Showtime, like, let's just see if, if they think it's cool. We're like, OK. <laughs> and then suddenly it was like, oh, you have a show now. We were like, OK. Like, I mean, it did not happen <laughs> like it normally happens, like. I still don't even know where to get a manager. Like, seriously, I'm like, I don't know. How did this happen? Whirlwind. You know? Well, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So if you figure it out, let me know. I definitely will. I feel like I'm usually either too too sexy for some people or or too queer or too straight or like too something. You know, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's like never, or I'm too old now. Like I'm about to turn 40. I don't know. Oh, about like, to turn 50. <laughs> Hello. We're like, you little baby. <laughs> I know. But you know, now they're all the, the millennials out there. I'm not even, I'm, I'm like zennial edge. Like occasionally someone yeah. will like push me into the millennial group and I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> I guess I still have baby cheeks. <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> It's weird because now I'm just like, like, we're Gen Xers, you know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, my God, 
we can start talking about senior sex. Like, I think, Ken, (laughs) you're eligible for an AARP membership now. He's gotten senior discounts after he turned some places on our neighborhood are 50. I think Uh they thought you were older. Yeah, well, it's the beard. It's 55 or something. But I look like Santa Claus, so it's easy for me. Like, when I have a hat on, it's like, I totally look old. It's weird because, like, for a while, I could blend in with the millennials. And now it's like, Uh I'm in between, like... Joan Price, who does senior sex, and <laughs> and like Shan Booty, you know, like right. I'm, I'm in this weird in between. Like, what? I think we just need to do like a Gen Sex, Gen X Sex, Gen Sex. Gen okay, sex. I'm like, all what? about it. Virtual yeah. high five. Totally. Like, you know, we'll we'll punk Grandma rock and Grandpa and ambassadors of fuck. And we'll punk rock <laughs> sex. Seriously, like, where do we We're go? Gen X as fuck. Yes, Some, we are. Someone tweeted the other day. They were like, I remember when I met you 10 years ago and um, you were so kind. You 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 were handing out. You asked me if I wanted to go home with some porn, like the way a grandma would send you home with cookies. And I'm like, did you just compare <laughs> me to a grandma? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got to do us like 40, 50 year olds, like between the age of. 40 and 60 we need something like we we've there's a lot of us out there totally i'm all about it we need gen sex you heard it here first okay (laughs) we're gonna i i don't know have we ended the interview i don't know maybe we have now okay thank you madison thank you madison (laughs) thank you this is so much fun thank you thank you thank you thanks for listening to american sex to keep up with ken and i we'll first make sure you watch our tv show sex with sunny megatron on showtime then visit sunnymegatron.com there you can learn more about us read our blog peruse our workshop calendar or hire us for what well either for private coaching or to book us to teach at your event or university or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag SciChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.